kids wash their hands for 20 seconds after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside. Virtual playdates, social and physical distancing can help save lives. Tell them they're safe and show your love and pride. Yes, we'll get through this together. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston Boston's community radio station Hello hello you're listening to Never Give Up where giving up is not an option I'm your host Rochelle Jones just want to welcome you back today and um just wanted to say hey Pray that you're holding on, you're looking up, looking to the hills which cometh your help, for your help comes from the Lord. I don't know. I uh, just want to give you a tip, a tip to sometimes you got to get away from the hustle and the bustle and the overthinking and the over-anxiousness. Sometimes you just got to read a book, light a candle, soak in the tub, drive by the water. Whatever you do, put your feet in the water throw rocks in the lake, but somehow um, we need to sometimes escape to relax, to take our take a mind shift. I don't know that. And when you take a mind shift, when you come back, you can kind of sometimes uh, think about things differently, have new thoughts concerning a situation that before you take the break, it may seem impossible, but then when you return, it just seems like it is, uh, everything's going to be okay. And I don't know about you, but as often as you can do that, those it helps you to not give up. I think when we kind of spend a long period of time in the midst of negativity or thinking just terrible thoughts, impossible thoughts, um, it just weighs on you, you know? Like a like a bunch of um, heavy wet blankets. It's just it weighs on you, and so you've got to get away. Sometimes I also escape through worship, through music, um, just being able to play a song uh, that it just takes me away, it relaxes me. So I'm my tip to you today is to make sure you take time to take a mind escape, a brain break where you can begin to just focus on the things of God, peaceful things, joyful things. They say this is the month of joy. Well, we don't want to just have a month or a day. We want to know how to tap into joy when we need it. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. Weeping may endure for a night, the Bible says, but joy comes in the morning. And so we're just grateful and thankful for the joy, those moments of escape. But I don't want to escape. I want to learn how to live in the joy, how to live in the midst of peace and not torment or war, how to be able to bring my, my, my environment and how I can create it to be a peaceful environment, even if I'm in the midst of chaos. Now, I'm not saying that's easy to do. 
but it's not impossible. When I think about Jesus and when he walked the earth, and I think about the multitudes of people who came his way, all with a need, all needing something, needing a healing, needing a touch, needing deliverance. But he didn't get upset. Like me, I'd be like, my goodness, they just keep coming. I don't know if my attitude would always be so gracious. And there are times when it is, and then there are times where sometimes you need a break. But even Jesus needed a break. He, he went away. He escaped. He prayed with his father. He got alone. He made sure he created some alone time, even away from his disciples. And I think if Jesus had to do it, we have to learn to do it too. We have to learn how to take those moments away to get back into the things and remind ourselves who we are and remind ourselves of the destiny that has been laid and set before us because God has said that he has a plan for your life. He knows the plans that he has for you. <laughs> so sometimes I used, to, I used to think, I said, well, Lord, you know the plans that you have for me, but sometimes I don't know the plan, I, you know, and how do I get to know the plan, you know, and that's, we have to get into his presence. We have to just be in the midst of him, you know. Um, so if you, if you ever want to find that in scripture, it's in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And he says, for I know the thoughts or the plans that I have for you or the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. But this is what he said, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. In other translations, it says to give you a future and a hope. See, God is wanting you to have a future and a hope, a hope in him. And so despite what um, popular, uh, popular conversation is, that, you know, God is against you, it's him that's doing evil against you, absolutely not. He has good plans for you. And so we have to sometimes get into a place or an environment where we can hear what God is saying because he's speaking. God speaks in everything. He speaks in the trees, the birds. He speaks in the wind, the air. He speaks through people. He speaks through, you know, um, just nature. He, he speaks. He's constantly speaking. <laughs> you know, he speaks through his word. Hallelujah. So we, are we hearing? And that's the key. That, that's, that's the key right now. Are you hearing what God is saying in this season of your life? Uh, if not, guess what? You get to stop, put on the brakes, say, whoa, put life on pause and begin to be still. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. What do you need to do? What do you need to know that God is on your side, that he is for you, that he's a very present help in a time of trouble, that he wouldn't leave you or forsake you? I know those can be words, but how can you get those words to have meaning for you in your life? to be able to rest in him, to rest uh, knowing that he is uh, able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think, according to the power that worketh in you. See, there's a power 
that works in you, right? That's that place that he's laid aside for him and him alone, where he speaks to you, where the third person of the Godhead dwells within you. So we it's our responsibility and to be able to hear and to know what God is saying uh, in this season. I want to read a scripture, and it may feel and seem out the blue, First uh, John 5, uh, starting at verse 3, and it says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous, they're not burdensome. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Right? Let me read that in another version. It says, because everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that was conquered, that has conquered the world. It's our faith. (laughs) See, without faith, we can't please God. Without faith, we'll constantly be motionless, right? Faith is that substance of things that we're hoping for, but yet there's no evidence that that it's going to come to pass. It's unseen. So our faith helps to conquer the world, right? And who gets to, to walk in this power, per se? And it's those who have called upon the name of the Lord. It's those who have been born of God. They will overcome the world. Why? Because they, through the word of God, recognize who they are in Christ, right? To realize the power that you truly possess, right? That we're able to to declare and decree and to speak things uh, that are not as though they were. There's a power that we have just speaking, speaking what um, the word of God, speaking the the things that you are desiring to do, right? Hallelujah. And so th- that's that's a power that we have that sometimes we don't always utilize it. And verse 5 says, Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? And some of you might say, well, you know, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and yet things are going, you know, topsy-turvy in my life. So I want to speak to that and say to you, don't give up. Hold on, right? Keep speaking. Because sometimes tests come to silence us or to cause us to lose sight of the promise or to lose sight um, of our, and to weaken our faith, right? Because if we have weakened faith, if we're not believing by faith, that we only, um, we only trust the things that we see, then we're not walking by faith. If you are only believing that God um, is able to supply your need when you are working a nine-to-five job, but what happens when you lose your job? Do you still have faith to believe that that same God is able to keep you and to provide for you and to open doors for you if you don't give up? if you don't faint and lose heart. And we're in a season where there are so many things that causes us to faint, cause us to lose heart, cause us to take our eyes off of 
the things we have started, the things that we once believed in, adversity comes to change our mind. And we simply have to say, no, I am not backing down. I will be that singer. I will be that dancer. I will be that author. I will be that scientist, that engineer. I will be that teacher. I will be that nurse, that doctor, that it is not impossible. Now, it may take some work. It may take us having to focus on what it is that um, studying. It may take us having to sign up, enroll in a class. It may take us, you know, having to talk to people who are doing what we say we want to do. Don't, don't, don't abandon the idea because it seems impossible or you don't know what the next steps are. Ask God. God, show and reveal to me what is my next steps, right? And then you have to hold on to it almost like it was a prize, right? If somebody was to hand you a million-dollar check and then they said, okay, in order to maintain and keep this check, uh, um, this million dollars, you have to walk through uh, a very, uh, let's say, treacherous um community where you know everyone knows you have that million dollars. I think you're going to be very careful. You're going to hold it. You're not going to trust people. You're going to be able to, you're focusing on how I'm going to get out of here with this million dollars. And sometimes we have to understand that the destiny that God has whispered into our hearts is like that million dollars that we have to hold on to it because there is an invisible evil devil that is trying to take the promise from us, right? He's trying to take it right from out of your hands. (laughs) But we have to say, put some resistance and say no. Amen. That reminds me of a scripture that you just don't talk to the devil. But he said, if you would submit yourself unto God and then resist the devil, then the devil will flee from you. Right. If you would just simply say, hallelujah, Lord, I invite you into this situation to give me wisdom on how I should 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 move over, how I should um, lay down what things I should do. Um, God is going to give you uh that information that you need. How he gets it to you, not always the same. You could be sitting on a bus and overhear a conversation and something triggers in your mind like, wow, that's it. He can download it in your spirit, amen, when you're in prayer and sleep. He can give you a dream. Uh, He can send people your way. He can, all of a sudden, you're listening to a radio station and all of a sudden uh, they trigger something in you and to remind you, of what it is, or, or lead you to a class. Um, I remember one time I wanted to become a teacher, and so I, I didn't know anything about becoming a teacher. I already had a degree, so all of a sudden I was listening. And somebody just was talking and said, "You know, I'm thinking about signing up for this this teachers program," and I said, "Wow, really?" And uh, she said, "Yeah, you should sign up. Let matter of fact, let's sign up together." Well, I said, that sounds like a plan. I didn't know much about it, but I signed up. She signed up. She decided not to continue on uh, with the process. I continued on with the process and ended up getting my master's in a year. So what I'm saying is sometimes we may not know, but let not your not knowing keep you from pursuing, keep you from praying, keep you from believing, and definitely don't let it keep your mouth from not speaking. You are the one that has to hold on to the promise. You are the one. Not the friend that you told, not your parent, not not your husband or your wife, 
You. If God gave the vision to you, then you're the one that he is expecting to carry it through, to see it through. Walk in your destiny. I'm like, Lord, I didn't even know I had a destiny for a long time. I thought my destiny was just, you know, raise my children, you know, try to get a good job, be a good person. And those are all great things. But God has given me a destiny to be in, to speak life and hope in people. I don't always know how I'm going to do it. And I really think there are people out there who could do it better than me and smarter than me. But in my heart of hearts, the Lord reminds me that I told you to. Amen? So because we want to be obedient to what God has said, <clears throat> we want to continue to walk forward. We want to continue to trust God and trust the promise. Now, I want to kind of talk to you about this young man in the Bible. His name uh, was Jabez. And you'll find that in First Chronicles 4 and verse 9 and 10. And the scripture begins in verse 9. It says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bared him with sorrow. So his name was literally sorrow, you know? That's what his name meant, sorrow. And every time he heard his name, he was reminded of the sorrow his mother went through while, you know, she was um, giving birth to him. So that's probably not very encouraging. Your very name reminds you that, you know, <clears throat> you, you, uh, the people were sorrowful around you. But yet it starts off saying that he was more honorable than his brethren, right? And Jabez called, and verse 10 says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel. See, now sometimes we just have to copy the prayers. And, and the prayer says, oh, that thou would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, my coast, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou would keep me from evil, and that may not grieve me, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Hmm. Just that simple? This man who was known as Sorrow, begins to say, look, that might be my name, but I know, God, that you're a transformer. You're a change agent. You're able to change things that we put into your hands. So I'm going to put my life, I'm going to put my sorrow right into your hands. And I'm going to ask you, Lord, that you would bless me and that you would enlarge the things that have been given to me and that you, right, and that my hand, that, that your hand will be with me. And that you will keep me from evil. Man, that's a prayer right there. And that, and that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. And I, I'm, I'm excited to know that God is looking for those who are entrusting their life to him. He's going to bless you. His word is going to accomplish everything that it was set out to do. 
just like every day, by faith, we get up and we go to work and we trust that our employer is going to pay us at the end of two weeks or whatever your contract says. And we do it by faith, trusting. But I am saying that if I can trust a man-made system to keep their word to pay me, right? Then can I not trust God, who is the author and the finisher of my faith, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who knows every hair upon my head? Can I not trust a mighty God who showed miracles, you know, who who gives us breath, gives us life? I remember reading the story in Exodus when the children of Israel, they had just come out of Egypt, and they, they, they were in bondage for like 200 years. And yet, <clears throat> you know, Moses, they were following Moses, and they got to a hard place. And isn't it so easy that when you're in a difficult place, a situation that you do not see your way out of, you begin to get scared, and you begin to do what? Speak negative. You begin to murmur or complain, right? You begin to speak impossibilities instead of possibilities. You begin to walk in fear instead of faith. That's what happens, right? And they, they too, they heard Pharaoh coming with his chariots, just coming down, you know, chasing after them. And they um, <clears throat> saw that there was water in front of them, and those mountains were on the side. There was nowhere to turn. And they're like, did you bring us out of Egypt so that we would die? That, that you, you would have, that, that, that Pharaoh, um, you know, would kill us? But what they did not know is that God had brought them to this place so that they could begin to see the hand of God. And God, when he opened up the Red Sea and it became a path for them to walk through, and they literally said that the walls of water were on the right and on the left. And then when they got cleared to the side, they, you know, then Pharaoh's army was coming behind and they got swallowed up in the sea. Can you imagine witnessing this miracle, this great feat, right? The ocean opens up, we walk through, the army's coming now behind us, and the waters begin to cover them up. One thing that we also, I also um, noticed in that particular scripture was that the angel that was leading them ended up going behind them and keeping the Pharaoh's army and the children of Israel separated. Because just think about it. They were coming on chariots and horses, and the children of Israel were walking. So there are some supernatural things that are set up that we don't always see, that God is protecting us. I remember sometimes in prayers hearing um, our elders saying that, God, you're keeping us from dangers seen and unseen. We don't always know the danger that we're in. And we are fighting an invisible war that we do not see. And the enemy is coming to kill, steal, and destroy. 
but I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. They had to trust God. And even though they, they experienced that miracle of seeing Pharaoh's army, all 600 chariots, right, of the f- strongest men defeated, right, they still, after getting across, were hungry and began to what? Murmur and complain. What I'd like to take from that scripture and that lesson is, Lord, when I'm in difficult situations, when I feel like things are coming up against me, I don't want to murmur and complain. I don't want to do what seems to come natural to me. I don't want to take on the mindset of this world. But I want to pray like Jabez did. I want to pray, God, that you would bless me indeed. Because only you can take me from under this sorrow, that the sorrow that I'm in. Only you can, can make a way out of no way. Only you can enlarge my territory. Only you can open up doors that will bless me, that I would walk in my destiny, that I would be a blessing to others. You have called us to be change agents, atmosphere changers, per se, glory cloud carriers. Hallelujah. Only you, God, can help keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. Only you, God, can grant the things that I'm requesting. Only you can keep my family and children safe and protected. That you would keep your angels. Hallelujah. That they would keep the enemy from encroaching our territory, squatting on our land, but instead be blessed. Hmm. Remember that when we are in times of trouble, that we serve a God who said, I am the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And I notice, I see the enemy. I see what he's doing. I see the generational curse that he has in your lineage. But know this, I am come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. I came to destroy the works of the enemy. I see a lot of works of the enemy. I see the enemy bring down strong men and women who have powerful calls on their life, powerful destinies, and yet he takes them down. He dismantles them, faith by faith, or faithless by faithless. I want you to find this week a place that you can set aside to have God time. And I pray that God would speak to you mightily in that time and that your eyes would be open and that you would begin to see all that God has for you. That's our time for today. Once again, you are listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. It's been a pleasure. Remember, 
that greatness is on the inside of you. Have a great week. You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Thank you.